Hi there, and welcome to MoslaCast. This podcast series aims to provide relevant, realistic examination preparations for medical school clinical finals. This episode will feature a clinical scenario followed by a seven-minute clinical history. Finally, as with the long case exam, there will be six minutes of discussion with opportunity for you to pause the recordings and test your knowledge. If you'd like a full guide on how to get the most out of these podcasts, check out our Mosler Guide track. These cases are based on real examples and are written by medics with experience of long case exams. Enjoy and best of luck. This podcast is sponsored by NHS Trusts in the North East and North Cumbria. Finding your place with us will open a world of outstanding medical training opportunities and unrivaled quality of life. nhsfindyourplace.co.uk You are a junior doctor working at a GP surgery. Colin is a 59-year-old gentleman who is presented to you with a history of a fall last week. He has a past medical history of type 2 diabetes and hypertension. His medications include aspirin, propanolol, simvastatin and ramipril. Please take a history from Colin assessing his ideas, concerns and expectations. You will then be asked to discuss the case with the examiner. Hi, I'm Stephen, one of the junior doctors. Before we begin, can I just have your full name and age please? Yeah. My name is Colin Oscopy, and I'm 59. That's great, Colin. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions regarding why you've come in today. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. You're the boss. That's great. So how can I help you? So I just fell down suddenly last week, and I was a bit worried. Mm, yeah, that must have been quite a shock. So what were you doing when this happened? Well, I was just on my daily run in the morning, and I remember just blacking out, and then all of a sudden... I just woke up on the road with like five people around me, but I don't remember tripping up on anything, so I'm just a bit confused as to what happened. It's all a bit stressful, really. Mm, yeah, it does sound worrying. Did you have any signs or any strange feelings before you fell? Mm, now that you ask, yeah, I did. I'd had a bit of chest pain and could feel my heart almost racing. Do you mind telling me a bit more about that, Colin? Well, what do you want to know, Doc? Just what was the pain like, where was it exactly, whether you'd had it before, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. It was a dull pain, just um, in the center of my chest. It's been on and off for the past couple of weeks, so I didn't really think much of it. So when you say it's been on and off for the last few weeks, does anything bring it on or make it worse? Yeah, um, it always gets worse during my runs, and now I've stopped running as much just because I was so worried about it. Hmm, what is it exactly that worries you, Colin? See, I think I might be getting more hypos now. And what makes you think that? Well, my dad had falls like this when I was little, and he actually died in one like this, and they told us that it was a hypo. So, I think that's what's happening with me. Hmm, I understand that, Colin. I'll just ask you a few more questions about your episode so that we can decide on what's causing it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you were saying that running makes it worse, am I right? Is there anything else that makes it better or worse? Not really. Just when I run or when I walk the dog or something, it just, it just goes away if I rest it or something. Okay, is there anything else you noticed with the pain at all? Yeah, the, uh, the same heart racing that I had before I fell. Right, hmm. Ah, does the pain spread anywhere at all? Sometimes, to my left arm, but 
doesn't really happen very often. All right, so going back to your fall, do you actually remember hitting the road? Mm, no, not really. I just remember suddenly blacking out and then waking up after. Ah, I forgot to ask you in the beginning. Did anybody see you fall at all? No, nobody saw me fall, but like I said, there were five people around me when I woke up. Did they say anything as to how you looked or anything? No, not really. They did tell me that I came round within a couple of minutes and I looked a bit grey, but apparently I returned to my colour pretty quickly. Now, this might be a bit delicate for you to answer, but did they tell you that you'd lost bladder control or that you were biting your tongue or anything like that? No, 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 no. They didn't tell me anything of that sort. That's good then. And do you remember if you were confused or anything like that when you came to? No. I was a bit shocked, but not really confused or anything. And finally, have you had anything like this before? No, nothing like this. That's great, Colin. So just a few questions on yourself. Now, it says here that you have type 2 diabetes and hypertension. Do you have any other medical conditions? Nope. Fit as a fiddle. Any surgery in the past? Nope. And it says here that you're on metformin, aspirin, propanolol, simvastatin, and ramipril. Is there anything else at all? No, I, uh, I think that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Any allergies at all? No. Now, does anybody in your immediate family, that's your parents and your siblings, have any medical conditions that you know of? Uh... So my dad has type 1 diabetes, and my mum had some heart disease that I don't know much about, I'm afraid. Although my brother's fine, though. That's great. And just about yourself, do you smoke or drink at all? No, not anymore. So when did you start and stop, and how many were you smoking? Sorry, I realise that's a bit of a long, clumsy question. No, no, that's, uh, that's fine. So I started smoking when I was 16, and quit round about nine years ago when they told me I had diabetes. And I think I was smoking about 20 a day, but it was getting close to 10 by the time I was 45, I think. That's fine. And do you live with anyone at all, Colin? Yeah, I've got my wife of 30 years with me and Marjo, our cat. Don't know what I'd do without my missus, really. Uh, I'm glad you've got someone to take care of you there. Do you usually manage at home? I mean, I don't know what I'd do for food and the like without my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can generally take care of myself. That's great, Colin. And before we finish off, is there anything else you'd like to tell me? Nope. Don't think so, Doc. That's great, then. Thanks so much for talking to me. You're welcome. All right, that's time up. Okay, so first of all, can you please summarise back the history? Colin is a 59-year-old male who presented with one episode of loss of consciousness. There were precursor symptoms of chest pain and palpitations. He has a past medical history and a family history of diabetes mellitus and heart disease. All right, fine. So what differentials do you have in mind for the fall and why? So I think the fall has a cardiac cause because he reported a sudden blackout and a quick recovery. Cardiac cause. Can you be any more specific? Um, I guess aortic stenosis would be top of my differentials. I'd also like to check for any arrhythmias as he was complaining of palpitations. I'd also like to rule out stable angina due to his history of type 2 diabetes and hypertension. Alright, fine. How would you go about investigating this patient? So I would initially do a 12-lead ECG to check for any arrhythmias or ischemic changes. In terms of blood tests, I would do a full blood count to check hemoglobin, Urea and electrolyte to check for electrolyte imbalances, and a BNP for any signs of heart failure. 
terms of imaging, I'd like a chest x-ray to check for any signs of heart failure and an echo to look at the valves and the cardiac function. All right, they're all fine. What do you think about an exercise test in this patient? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, wait, you wouldn't do it on this patient because he has symptoms and it's contraindicated. All right. Going by the assumption that this patient has aortic stenosis, how would you manage the patient? I would optimize management of his hypertension. Following that, I would ideally want to look at surgical options for him as he is currently symptomatic. And um, what sort of surgical options are you thinking about then? Um, so the two options would be a TAVI, a transcatheter aortic valve replacement, and an open valve replacement. The patient is unsuitable for either of these, then a balloon valvuloplasty can be done to alleviate the symptoms. Okay. So what are the causes for aortic stenosis? Mm, older patients and congenitally bicuspid valves are more prone to calcification. But then rheumatic fever is more common in de the developing world. All right, finally, can you think of any ECG changes that you might find in aortic stenosis? So it would mostly be normal. But in cases of severe aortic stenosis, I might be able to see T-wave inversion and ST depression. Okay, well, we've come to the end of the time there. That's the end of your station. Thank you very much. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by NHS Trusts in the North East and North Cumbria. From world-class NHS facilities and clinicians to stunning landscapes, vibrant towns and cities, as well as some of the most affordable housing in the UK, our region has got it all. Finding your place with us will open a world of outstanding medical training opportunities and unrivaled quality of life. It's time to head north. NHSfindyourplace.co.uk